Hello and welcome back to Up The Duff after a little bit of a gap life just gets in the way but we are back and we are ready to share our invaluable opinions on what's happened with Cheltenham Town in the past few weeks. Harry, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, it's very nice to be back. Um, obviously, I don't know if you could say a lot's changed in the last uh, three or four weeks or so. I mean, we were, we were roughly on this trajectory anyway, weren't we? But... It's all um, it's all coming to a head now. Yeah, there's um, not many games left, so today we're going to have a look at the run-in with the top four, which in our original plans would have involved Forest Green, but you know, <laughs> they're not there anymore, so we are all good with that, don't have to talk about them. So we'll be looking at the mighty Cheltentown, Tranmere, Cambridge and Bolton. Now, those long-term listeners know that a few months, maybe weeks, I made the bold prediction that if Bolton make the playoffs, they'll get promoted. And I said that while they were like 10th or 12th, and I'm starting to think they won't even need the playoffs, Harry. I totally agree. They have come on leaps and bounds in the last few months or so. Um, But it's understandable, given the, the amount of money that they've put into it and the calibre of player and manager they've got, but um, they are they are a threat, no doubt. Just imagine had they played like this the whole season, how far ahead they'd be of everyone else. Yeah, it's um, a worrying thought, but it's nice that it took them so long to get everything together. Mm. And their unbeaten run is over with the 1-0 loss to Newport. Now, speaking of matches that's the very loose segue into our next place where we will talk about the cracking game against Tranmere that was unbelievable oh, it, was, it was a hell of a match um I don't know if anyone could have predicted certainly that scoreline before the game I mean, scoreline definitely not I mean, we always do better against you know real footballing teams but blew them out of the water see in that aspect with the confidence against good teams yeah but 4-0, I wasn't I was expecting maybe a 2-3-1 win. Not too bad, but you know. 4-0. And I think I know why it happened. Why? Why Ben? They spent the entire time training to go up against a team that did not have Will Boyle in it. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's what it was. And he should have scored two against Grimsby. I still have no idea why that second goal was ruled out, but we'll get back to that yeah, soon. Of course. How good was Wright in that game? He was fantastic um, obviously he scored that, that absolute world he, he did so so much more than just that honestly our goal probably you know undermines everyone else's um, views of that game in a sense everyone focuses on the goal instead of the individual performance but yeah when that goal went in I was out of my seat it was incredible yeah, I mean, well, we've all seen the uh, the cameras in the dugouts of the Tranmere manager dying inside, and then Mike Duff just not really knowing what's just happened. It was absolutely superb. It's got to be our goal of the season, don't you think? I I was thinking about this um, uh, over the last few days, and and that's it's the best goal we've scored in in years. Yeah, I've got to say. I think Circum scored a few decent goals this year from the from the outside of the box. Just decent, yeah, just decent. But no, no proper worldies like that. I think, I think the last time we had a 
a player get goal of the month or, or you know a goal of the month nomination was Joe Morrell back in 2018 against Luton was, yeah Luton was it yeah it, it's a it's a long time coming just thinking about really good goals I've seen Chelsea score obviously there's Morrell against Luton Andrews against Swindon Harry Pell tends to bang on him when he plays Grimsby and then that Chris Hussey free kicks against Colchester and Mansfield last season, but nothing like this. Absolutely nothing like this. Like, yeah, it's just such a sweetly struck folly. My problem is when we do finally go back, I know I'm never going to see a goal as good as that one, and I'm a bit dead inside. It's bound to happen at some point. Um, we can hope. But God knows when. Very, very true. Now, it's not really something people always use. It's not something I like to use when going on about player performances. But I've opened up the FOTMOB app, not sponsored, by the way, to have a look at the player ratings from that Tranmere game. And Wright got an 8.7, man of the match. The closest out of anyone was Liam Serkin on an 8.1. It was just, he got a goal, he got an assist, he got Will Boyle back on the score sheet. It was... I mean, overall, as a team, it was a fantastic performance, I think. Oh, it absolutely was. Um, everyone they really showed up when they needed to, you know. With, I feel like that, when we look back on this season, that Tranmere game will stand out as a, um, a mark of our intent. At the start of the season as well, when it was all a bit, oh, what are we going to do? What are the other teams going to do? Was it, we beat, Man- we beat Tranmere 3-0 away or something? And I think... These two Tranmere games are absolutely massive for our season. I'm kind of looking back on the scenes, like which games really showed what we were on about. Probably the 2-1 win over Forest Green was one. And then beating Bradford away. Definitely the Forest Green game. I mean, that was the first time we've beat Forest Green since 1998. We were a bit busy in the meantime, I think, while they were languishing about non-league. But we'll let them have it. Them down in sixth. They've just bottled it a bit, I have to say. I, I keep seeing people say Cheltenham have bottled it by not winning when they should, but like at least we're still in the autos. And obviously we have had some problems, but at the end of the day, we've ended up in a pretty good position. They're somehow dropping down the table. Well, every year it happens, you know. Boris Green, they burst out of the blocks, and then, yeah, they they completely lose it. You can't forget them winning 10 games in a row. I think it was when we won the National League. They started off brilliantly, perfectly. But we're, we're a Cheltenham podcast. We're not a Forest Green podcast. So we're going to stop talking about them. And on the topic of disappointing teams, it wasn't the best on Monday, I'm afraid. We were unfortunate. Uh, we were terrible at the start of the game. You know, for that first 10 or so minutes, um, we quite rightly punished uh, by Lennon John Lewis who managed to uh, tuck the ball home his name is a shop his name is a shop yes <laughs> um, but you know f- from from then on we dominated proceedings I know you, you didn't catch a second half Ben and if if we'd taken those chances you'd have missed a hell of a game but like so many different occasions this season the ball just would not go in the goal I've heard the Andy Williams chance 
on the radio as I was heading to training. Would have been an absolute, it would have been rivaling right, would you say? Yeah, um, definitely. It would have been a hell of a goal. Uh, he kind of took it over the shoulder on the half volley and um, dinked it over the goalkeeper. Hit the post. Um, so that hurt. But it wasn't the only one. You know, we had um, Circum hit the crossbar at one point. Uh, Will Boyle had a free header, which he put straight at McEwen. It's just, it was one of those days. Sounds it. And um, the most displeasure I've heard was at George Lloyd's one-on-one. Yeah, it was horrific. Um, the, you know, it, it was not a good surface up at, at Blundell Park. And um, he'd, he'd been on the pitch for a minute or so, but he's been sent straight through one-on-one with the goalkeeper and completely fluffed it. It is gone. Well, it didn't even reach for near post. Oh dear. I mean, the context for the viewers at home, unfortunately I had to leave at half-time to get to the uh, football training for the uni team. We've got a massive game coming up. Game of the year, they're saying, because it's going to be our only game of the year. It did mean I've missed a fair few important chances, but I did get to see Will Boyle's second goal, and I still don't know why it didn't count. Me neither. It doesn't make any sense. Perfectly legal goal. I've seen, apparently that was a championship rep. I, I do not understand how. He seemed very, very poor. When it when it got uh, ruled out originally, and I was watching the replay back, I, I wasn't even looking at Will Boyle to see where the foul was. I thought it had been somewhere else in the box, maybe, but you know, it's it's just, it's just sheer physicality. You know, the man didn't challenge. Will Boyle's jumped over the top of him, and apparently that constitutes a foul. Which it does not. I just, it was very, Will Boyle should be on three game, uh, three goals in two games now, and we should be top of the league. But we're not. He's not. It's very annoying. But hopefully soon we will be. Yeah, we just, um, we've got a keep up the pace with Cambridge until our game in hand against Carlisle and then if we beat Carlisle then we can we'll definitely be top. In all fairness though we've got some we've got Leighton Orient, Crawley, Stevenage our next three games. Cambridge have Exeter, then Newport and then Leighton Orient and I think we have a nicer run of fixtures. Yeah I think that um, we do have a slightly nicer run in um, obviously, extra Newport. They they've been up there for uh, a good part of the season. I think they've both dropped off a bit now. So, but they'll definitely be putting up a fight because they're still fighting for the playoff places. Um, I look at our fixtures and I think, um, you know, Orient are, with a more so an outside chance. I think. Apparently, Stevenage have been in fantastic form, um, which is especially strange for a team that should have got relegated last season. Absolutely should have been, and I can't stand them. In all fairness, Stevenage are 13th, but the two teams above have two games in hand, and the team below have a game in hand on them, and it's um, it's only about two points each way. Okay, and now for the main point of our episode, we're going to be having a look at the run-in for us and the rest of the top four clubs to see just who might go up, who might not make it, and who might win the title. Now, obviously, we're going to start with Cheltenham Town. 
So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games left. Starting with Leighton Orient at home, a trip to Crawley, followed by a trip to Stevenage on a Tuesday, Colchester, Carlisle at home, Newport away, and finishing it on the 8th of May with Harrogate at home. I don't think that's a bad run of fixtures at all. There are definitely worse fixtures we could have. We've got all of the um, our biggest rivals out of the way now. We've also got all of the Route 1 long ball teams out of the way, which I think is very important. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, looking looking through this run of fixtures, Carlisle and Newport are the two um, the two ones I'd be most worried about. Um, but for the rest of them, you know, we've got a Crawley team with nothing really to play for, a Colchester team in absolutely dire straits, and um, obviously we got Harrogate at home on the last day of the season. We will have won it before then. So in terms of results, now obviously I think we should win every game, but I'm not sure that's really realistic. So I'm going to go for a win against Leighton Orient, wins against Crawley and Stevenage, draw against Colchester and Carlisle, and then two more wins. I think, in all honesty, that should be enough to see us to the title. But it should be enough to see us to promotion, really. What do you think? Um, I think they're all very winnable games. As I said... Carlisle and Newport, definitely the worst ones. I think we might struggle against Colchester because they're, um, you know, really in the thick of it down at the bottom. Uh, and I'm not too sure if the rest of them have that much to play for. So There's none I look at and think, yeah, we're losing that. Now, next up, the league leaders. Although we have got a game in hand, they've got six games left. It's Cambridge United. Interestingly enough, I'm in a few of the Facebook banter pages, as they're called, which are mainly just Bolton fans saying they're the best in the world and everyone else pointing out that they're not. A lot of people say they'd rather be in Cheltenham's position going into the end of the season. and I kind of agree, but at the same time, they are top heading into the final few. Everyone wants to be in that position. They're starting it. Apparently, we're all playing them. It's Exeter City at home. And then Newport away, Leighton Orient away, Stevenage at home, Harrogate away, and Grimsby at home on the 8th of May. What do you think to that? Um, I think that we are in a more promising position. Because in this particular circumstance, you want to be the chaser and not leading. You know, this season has proved that None of these teams are capable of holding a lead and running away with it. So, um, you know, if, if we've got our little carrot on a string in front of us, it might spur us on to much greater things. Looking at Cambridge's fixtures, obviously Exeter is probably their toughest test. Um, Newport's going to be really tough as well for them. And, and looking at the rest of their fixtures, well... The Grimsby game on the last day of the season is either going to be very important for them or not at all. Hopefully not at all. Because we'll we'll have the title against Carlisle, perhaps, if they slip up that bad. But I can't I can't see anyone slipping up so bad a team will finish before it's not gonna be like a title decided more than at least one or two games before the end of the season. Well, it's um if, if we're neck and neck on the last day of the season, it is going to be 
I will be spending £40 on iFollow codes <laughs> to watch all the games, I think. That's very reasonable. Um, but I think that whether or not Grimsby have a chance of staying up will be crucial to what happens. If they have to fight two for nail against Cambridge, that's going to make it a lot more difficult for Cambridge. They absolutely will. Um, but if they're already down, I, I don't see what their incentive would be. Maybe one last hurrah, like when Sunderland beat Wolves. When they got relegated from the championship and Wolves won the championship, perhaps. But we we need Grimsby to do us a favour. I think the ideal situation would be that we win the league anyway and Grimsby still go down, but... Absolutely brilliant. And then, who's in the playoffs at the moment? Oh, I'd be okay with. Morecambe win the playoffs. How about that? I mean, Morecambe winning the playoffs would be good for the league, you know, a nice underdog story. Um, but also, that's one less good team in League One to go to next season. I mean, if we're going on away days for next season... The Globe Arena. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Alton would be a decent trip. Or if... Well, I mean, Exeter won't go up. They, they always bottle it. And then Newport. Newport. Don't want to go on a way to Newport, being before. Potentially Tranmere. They are equal on points with Bolton. Bit of a long one, but hey ho, maybe we could. Speaking of Tranmere, shall we move on? There's an exciting one towards the end, but we're going to start off with a trip away to Scunthorpe, followed by a trip to Walsall, home to Salford, away to Bradford, home to Barrow, away to Forest Green, and finishing it off with a Colchester at home. What do you think to those seven? Um, I think they've got maybe five relatively nothing games, and then two absolutely crucial ones on the last two game weeks. You know, I mean, it looks like a guaranteed three points on paper for them against Forest Green, but. We don't know that. We yeah, we don't know. Maybe Forest Green will unbottle themselves by that point. <laughs> and just bottle um, in the playoffs instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think their final day of the season with Colchester, we could we could be looking at a, a situation similar to um, Cambridge Grimsby. Yeah. Depending on how well the rest of the season goes for them, Colchester, I don't think anyone really predicted them to be in this situation. No, um, they've always been towards the top chucking money at it, but I guess it's caught up with them. Yeah, I guess it has. Um, I mean, I think Colchester will think be that... safe. They are five points clear. I agree. I, I don't think... But Grim Grimsby looked to be the ones definitely down. I mean, who knows? About, apparently this day and age, it's enough just to have a paddy and keep yourselves up and then finish 13th the next season in a league you shouldn't be in. Poor little Macclesfield. I do feel sorry for them. I quite liked my away day to Macclesfield. I kind of feel we were a tad responsible taking Owen Evans for all we know that extra points he would have won would have kept them up anyway. I'm not sure if that would have mattered. But... Tranmere. Scunthorpe, I reckon they'll win. Walsall... Also, maybe a draw. There's Salford. 
Salford are still going to be looking for the playoffs. That's the main thing. Yeah, they're four or five points off. They're gonna. They've got a team where they want to be. They will absolutely go for it. I reckon. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Bradford, that's going to be another challenge for them. Barrow shouldn't be a challenge, but then again, shouldn't have been a challenge for us, and they've done the double. Obviously, Forest Green and Chandler are the main ones. And rounding up our top four, we have somehow Bolton. They've come out of nowhere. They've won and won and won and won, and then they've won again, and then they lost to Newport, but they were third at one point. <laughs> they've come out of nowhere, which really shouldn't have been a thing for them. They probably should have won this league with what they've got, but they haven't. And they've got Harrogate at home, Salford away, Grimsby away, Carlisle at home, Morecambe away, Exeter are playing everyone apparently. They have them on the 1st of May, followed by a trip to Crawley on the final day. What do you think to that? There are elements of difficulty in in that running, you know. Harrogate and Crawley, fairly nothing games, but Grimsby fighting for their life. Um, Carlisle, uh, Exeter, Morecambe all in around the playoffs. I think, oh, I mean, and Salford as well. Salford could very well try and mount a, a late run. It'll be interesting to see how well unfair. Um, obviously, they've been stomping it over the last few months, but this this latest loss, it could introduce uh, some relative instability in that. Yeah. See, I don't think these last seven games they'll win every single one. I still think they'll win more than they lose. I agree. Yeah. Okay, so those are the run-ins for the top four in the league at the moment. What do you guys think of those? Feel free to just mention us on Twitter, reply to whatever tweet we put out. Drop us a message and see what you think. But me and Harry are now going to predict who we think's going up, who we think's going down. I think it's fairly easy, Harry. Grimsby are going down and Southend are going with them. Yeah, I agree. I think, barring any surprises, those those two clubs are going down. You know, and Grimsby, have, they've got like eight games unbeaten or something, but they've drew seven of them. Yeah, picked up only one win. Which is baffling. It's, you know, they're not losses, but it's not survival form. Um, they're, they're seven points adrift of Colchester, even though they have a game in hand. I don't think they can do it. I don't think so either. I don't think they know how to win games, really. I just, they've won, what, seven all season? Which just, it's just not enough, really, is it? I think Colchester is the only team outside of the relegation zone who are at risk and I say at risk very likely because they've they've still got five points on South End and they've played the same amount of games as them. See I've just seen twentieth of April is Colchester South End. That could be a big one at the same time. I'm not sure it'll really matter. Um definitely it it depends where both clubs are at that point. Um Yeah. South End need to close the gap before they can do anything about it though, that's the, the thing. South End only lost one in the last five, but only won one in the last five as well. Seems a lot of teams at the bottom are just drawing too much. I mean, frankly though, I don't think a club of the stature of Colchester or South End should be 
going down. Stature means nothing. Hey, it doesn't at all. We've, we've seen it so many times over the last few years. Notts County, Chesterfield, Yeovil. Lots of established football league clubs going down to the National League and and not being able to bounce back in the same beautiful fashion that we did. See, I think we can rule out Barrow and Walsall as Mansfield as relegation contenders there 21-2019. Yeah, and Barrow's, Barrow's got two games on Southend as well, so... I mean, it's only a point between Colchester and Barrow, but it's that extra point over Southend. I think that's just far too much for Southend to uh, drag them down with them. See, it's weird. Southend, Colchester and Walsall all have the same number of wins. Barrow actually had the most wins of the bottom six teams, which is just weird. It's been a weird season. In fact, Walsall have 19 draws, which is absolutely bizarre. That's absurd. I have no idea. I mean, looking at us, we've only got 20 wins, 9 draws, 10 defeats, so we've actually lost the least number of games, which is good, but we need to keep winning, really. That will segue us into what we think the playoffs are going to be. So it's 4th to 7th. I think Exeter are going to sneak in. They're going to do us some favours and pick up 6 or 9 points against teams around us. So they'll sneak in. Forest Green are probably going to stay there. And then it's uh, this may be where we differ. I'm going for Morecambe and Tranmere as the playoff teams. Looking at the teams that are around the playoffs, I think, I think the top 5 teams are guaranteed a playoff place regardless of how it finishes. Probably more, I think, Tramnir and Morecambe are going to be the playoff teams. Yeah. And then... It's, it's very difficult. Forest Green are on 62 points, but they've lost four of their last five. I don't think they'll keep losing. Yeah. But at the same time, that is... That is not promotion form. I th- I think they've they've lost it here. But they have got five points on Exeter, Carlisle, and Leighton Orient. That is a very fair point. I, I you know what I'm going to change Newport for Forest Green. I think Exeter's the most likely to get into the playoffs of those teams. I mean, actually, no, looking at Exeter's form, it's not that great. They've only won one of their last five, and they've lost three of them. Well, it just doesn't seem to be good for anyone at the moment. Looking at this, I'd say Leighton Orient are probably the best to actually do something here. They've won four of their last five. They're unbeaten. I'm going to say, as an outside pick, the Leighton Orient are going to be a playoff team. We'll say Bolton, Morecambe, Newport, Leighton Orient. Right, Leighton Orient are coming up. But, annoyingly, that means we have to beat them. Yeah, we can do that. Next the top three emotions brains yeah Cheltenham are top right well I wouldn't I would never bet against my own team so right we're going to win the league next up would be Cambridge I reckon yeah just because they got seven points is it eight points on third place in my eyes Bolton and then obviously Bolton are going to come around as the third team going on that mad run Villa-esque that is and then promotion to league one for them I completely agree. I think Cheltenham, Cambridge, Bolton. Um, I think Bolton will catch us and Cambridge up, but I think we've we've done enough so far to um, distance ourselves from them. 
I mean, I can I can imagine the final table. Obviously, I don't know the maths, but it could be like like 89, 88, 87 points, something like that. It'll be absolutely horrible. I can just see it now. We score a last-minute winner to win the league, but I won't know because I follow has been buffering. Almost certainly, man. It's going to be absolute, or I'll get a goal notification before we actually score, and it'll just ruin the moment for me. Yeah. The not nice thing to think about is that, um, what was it, back in 2017 now, on the last day of the season, um, we were at Fram Park, when we watched us get stomped 6-1 by a Portsmouth team, who... A Portsmouth who had top of the league for, what, 10 minutes? They were top, yeah, top of the league for 10 minutes, because Doncaster, with um, Matty Blair, Andy Williams, and Alfie May, lost to Hartlepool, I think, who got relegated. Um, Plymouth Argyle lost to, I think, like, Grimsby or something. And Portsmouth pummeled us to win the league. And that was a great day. I absolutely loved it, yeah. Don't get me wrong, it was absolutely fantastic to watch. Great for a neutral. The absolute size of their Tesco, my lord. I will not enjoy that if that happens this year. And given our history of bottling things. Those past seasons where we haven't done too well on the last day is us having nothing to play for. I can only hope. It's a bit like when we played Lincoln, the game after we won the National League. Well, it was two games after, actually. One at home in front of the fans, but obviously that can't happen. It's an easy game. We just won it. It was nice and simple. Something like that would be lovely. I just, I don't think my heart could take a tense finish. I can't see it being anything but tense. I totally agree. I, I, I want it wrapped up as soon as possible. But I don't think it will be. No, I think the soon, the best case scenario would be the Carlisle game. I think that for us winning the title, like you said, it just won't happen because it's League Two and anything can happen in League Two. I think the earliest we'd wrap something up is Newport. That's probably be with a 1-1 draw. As long as we get a promotion, it's alright. But we deserve that trophy. Yeah. Mike Duff deserves that trophy. Not only was he, what was it, the first eight, ten levels of football, he's going to be the first manager ever to win the League Two, and then League One, and then the Championship, and then the Premier League all in a row with one club. And we can continue to use the name up the Duff for the next four or so years. And that is that for our roundup and our views. I'm sure you missed us, but don't worry, we have been back, and you have hopefully enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for joining me, Harry. It's my pleasure. Uh, as usual um, I hope everyone listening enjoyed the episode as well uh, make sure that you uh, follow us at, at the Duff Pod on Twitter so you can keep up to date with our question of the day and interact with any post podcast content um, been, it's been a busy time hasn't it Ben you know it has been absolutely ridiculously busy because football's back, which means I'm working six days a week, and it's—I've never been more tired. I bet. <laughs> Honestly, I've been told as I was setting this up that I've torn my quad 
I'm somehow just walking on it too much. Only I could do that. <laughs> I don't know how, but I don't even have any ice, so I'm going to just put a bottle of Coke in the freezer and see if that helps. But thank you for listening. Let us know who you think is going to win the league and why it's Cheltenham. Who's going to win the playoffs and who's the other team other than Grimsy that will be getting relegated. Thank you all for listening and we will see you next time.